0: Welcome to NFT Gold, your dose of inspo, hosted by Doc Peace and Lauren Turton. Greetings. I'm Dr. Peace Uche, also known as Doc Peace.
1: And hello, I'm Lauren Turton. We host Twitter spaces where our guests are welcome to share who they are, what they're working on, and most importantly, what they are calling in support with. We record these sessions, which is what you're about to drop into now. We
0: invite you to join us on Twitter for the live shows to share with us your experiences along your NFT journey so that you can get support from us and others in real time to empower forward steps towards your version of success.
1: Recorded content drops weekly, so please subscribe, rate this podcast, and share with your community.
0: LFG, let's flow gold co-host, please? Yes, I can. Wonderful. Thank you. Greetings, Tita Goku Welcome.
1: Yes. Hello. As you can see, we're just getting started, getting warmed up, getting everything organized. If you feel called to, we would love for you to share this, your this spaces with your community and invite them so they can come and share what it is they're working on and what it is they're calling in for with. Full disclosure, I did not well, last night, I have a 16 year old Chihuahua Jack Russell named Lucky, and she did not sleep good. Therefore, I did not sleep good, and my brain is not functioning at its normal capacity. So, if I fumble my words, that is why. Hi, Peace. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing wonderfully. I was sharing with our, my community to join us here in our space. NFT Gold, your doses of inspo. We're going to get started in just a minute or so. So, again, please feel free to. Join us here up on stage. I see Hermie's request coming through. And also share with your community, let's get this party started. And while
1: we do that, I take a moment to introduce myself. I'm Lauren Turton, host of the podcast Freedom with NFTs. I interview NFT enthusiasts so they could share their tools, tips, and tricks. So you can dive even deeper into creating your version of freedom with NFTs. Most notable on the show is Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm gearing up for season two, and I have some incredible guests lined up for season two. We have had over 60, 70 applications for the show, and I'm very excited for who I'm going to be bringing on so they can share what they're working on in the space. And again, tools, tips, and tricks so you can learn for what it is they're going through. I'm also a part of Tribe X and 11,111. An FT project dedicated to social change and impact. We drop in nine days, so we are gearing up for that. We are very excited, and that's all I'd like to share about myself. Peace. Would you like to introduce who you are?
0: Yes, most definitely. Thank you so much for passing the mic, the incredible Lauren Turton. <laughs> uh, my name is Doctor Peace Uche, also known as Doc Peace. I am a doctor by trade, retired now, and spoken word artist at heart. You may have seen me at various NFT events, igniting these events with spoken word. I closed out Gary Vaynerchuk's event back in November with my very first NFT spoken word flow and it was very well received. I now collaborate also with brands and large scale projects to really embody their mission and vision and bring their brand to life, creating custom spoken word flows. I also have a podcast called Golden Meta Sessions with Doc Peace, in which I feature NFT creatives who share doses of inspiration on how they got started and what they're doing in the space to really bring out their creative expression to inspire you to achieve your own version of success in the Web3 space. I, too, am a member, a proud member of TribeX, really excited for our upcoming drop next week. So I pinned up to the top here some information on how you can join our tribe list and and become a part of a community that's all about making an impact a massive global impact and changing lives. Our motto is together we thrive because we truly believe that education is the key to success and that's what we we are providing for our community. So again, welcome to NFT Gold, your dose of inspo with dog piece. And that's me and Lauren Turton. We're going to get started. And I see a request coming through from Hermy. I'm going to go ahead and approve that request and bring you up on stage with us today. I also see some familiar faces in the house. Welcome, Nova Jade. Welcome, Sababa. Welcome, Deep Sea Jellies. Yeah, some new faces, some familiar faces and and some new ones.
2: I'd actually really like to see Deep Sea Jelly request and come up here and speak a little bit. I've been you know, working a little bit with them and they got some amazing things going on. I don't want to spill too much. It's more of their information to spill, but Deep Sea Jelly, if y'all don't mind, please step up, share what y'all are working with. Mr. JJT, I see you down there.
0: Yeah. So while we wait for those requests to come through for um, us to be joined here on stage by your friends, I would love for you to share here to Goku, what are you working on and what are you welcoming support with?
2: So right now I've been joining in to y'all's discord, just kind of learn what as as I can. It's been on my mind to create an NFT project. And I do have a lot of, a lot of ideas on how I want to do pretty much cuts. Cause obviously if y'all know me, y'all know, I'm not greedy. I don't care about money in all honesty. I want to make money to be able to give it back. So right now I'm trying to figure out which charities I want to go with. I kind of have my NFT designed and what I want to do for like the general aspects of it. But ultimately I'm just trying to figure out which charity I want to go with. I have three in mind pretty much helping in hunger. I also have one that I've been kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It's more or less where I just put the money aside and whenever a natural disaster occurs, I'm able to send the money to help and relieve any issues. So if there's like a tornado in Oklahoma, we could send out money there to kind of help out Oklahoma. If there's a hurricane, um, in Miami, then we can send out the money to Miami. You know, whatever need be just to be able to give back and Continuously growing and helping out different communities.
1: That is wonderful, Hidegoku. I like how you're looking at this from a few perspectives. Can I give some insights for you and maybe some of the others to think about in regards to when you're considering a nonprofit or a charity to give back to?
2: 100%. 100%. I would love any advice.
1: Okay. So some of you might or might not know, but I volunteer as vice president for a very small nonprofit. There's only two of us and we support women and children in Southern India. And we typically raise about ten dollars to $15,000 a year for an orphanage in Southern India. And the money that we raise not only goes towards the orphanage, but it also goes towards other programs that they have. For example, they have off-site programs. They have over 800 families that they uh, manage and sponsored Offsite off-site programs. They have other schools and dorms that they manage as well. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because I don't think people truly understand the impact that. Donations have on a very small nonprofit. So imagine if you were to donate $2,000 to us, neither Zap or I are on salary. We take no money for what we do. We volunteer. That $2,000 goes directly to the programs that we fund and manage in India. And that impact that that $2,000 has is absolutely massive. Absolutely massive. Whereas if you donate $2,000 to a Medium sized or a large nonprofit, that donation doesn't go as far. So I encourage everyone to pinpoint what is the problem you're trying to, to solve? What is it you resonate with? What is it you align with? And then do some research and maybe find a smaller nonprofit or organization that could use your support where your money would go further. So, just a little bit um of thought on that. And then also, to Goku, I love what you said about having money on reserve for when there is a natural disaster. I think that's really smart and important so that when something does happen, you have money there to be able to support that cause.
2: That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I didn't really kind of look at it through through those eyes. and, yeah, I need to go ahead and, you know, pinpoint down work exactly where I want to hit. But other than that, like I said, I'm still kind of in the process of everything. So just every bit of advice helps. Everything helps.
1: Wonderful. I know for myself, what really helped me on my give back journey, if we'd like to call it that, is I realized what was important to me is to give back locally. So wherever I have lived, I've always found a local nonprofit that I resonate with and the cause that I resonate with for what our area needed support with. So in San Diego, California, where I have lived the last 10 years, we have a lot of individuals who deal with homelessness. And that for me was something that I was really, I really aligned with supporting helping people out of that situation because I lived in downtown San Diego, specifically in East Village, where there were a lot of individuals in that situation. So they were my neighbors, they were my friends. And so I wanted to help them. And I found nonprofits that directly worked with those individuals to get them support that they need. So I always want to help out locally here in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, where I'm now currently living. I have Um, aligning with different organizations here to support and give back to. And then also, I really resonate with also helping globally. So that's why I have aligned with a nonprofit that supports women and children in Southern India. And I'm able to travel there and check in on the projects that we manage. So that could be something else that you think about is like, what's the local impact you can have? And then what's the global impact you can have on your give back efforts? Thank you for coming to stage, Hidegoku, and sharing what's going on. Hope some of those little takeaways resonated or help you on your journey. Up next, I'd like to call Hermie to stage and, you sh- and to share what it is you're working on, what it is you might be welcoming support with, any updates you have for us, Hermy.
3: So more importantly today, I just want to say thank you to you guys for doing this. The spaces have been very educational for me, yours and others as well. And it's nice to be able to speak once in a while but also listen and try to soak in everything that i can because every day is a journey and i had two in real life conversations last night with friends from college that are very successful and they consider me the expert in nfts now and i've been doing this for 10 weeks so I think my personality is to dive in when I do something, and that's what I've done. It started at the beginning of the year, and the program that we're doing, giving back NFTs to schools and leagues and anybody looking for local fundraising efforts or, or to, to help with their efforts, has been extremely well-received, and within a couple of weeks, we're going to launch a very small launch, most likely 26 pieces, to honor Wade Boggs, who is a friend of mine. He was number 26 for the Red Sox. And there will be a Wade Boggs piece in that first release. And ultimately, that release and future releases will be to help fund what I'm doing, making the the NFTs for schools and such. I don't know how to repin something to this. So if you guys can repin my pin tweet or tell me how to do it. I This is
0: the one in the space who has never pinned to what they'd like to share to the top of a space. It's a little learning moment for everyone. So, if in order for you to be able to pin something to the top of a space, you have to be a speaker, first of all. So, you so once you become a speaker, you can go to that particular image or tweet that you'd like to share to the space and you'll click on the universal share button on an Android, it looks like a sideways triangle open on one end. So, you'll find that universal share button, click on that. And when if, if you are in a space, you'll be able to share it to that particular space and that option to share will be at the very top of those options. So then you'll select Lauren Turton's space to share that particular tweet to.
3: That's why I don't know how to do it because that option's not on there for me, unfortunately. Let me try it with my phone, actually.
1: Yes, I think this is only from phone.
3: Gotcha. Okay, so that explains it because I haven't been able to figure it out on my own. So.
1: Yes, Twitter spaces is very different from phone versus a laptop or computer. So that was definitely a learning curve for me because I was doing Twitter spaces from my from my laptop and I was like, why can't I do anything? Can't I do this? And then I was like, oh, that's why.
3: (laughs) I got it. It works from the phone, but not the computer. So that makes sense now. So the piece that I just pinned is a volleyball player for a local high school. And when that piece is auctioned off, they will get to choose Eye color, skin tone, the number on the jersey. In some cases, they'll get to choose ponytail or no ponytail, depending on the sport. So those are the kind of things that we're working on to try to get creative and ultimately onboard people at that event because they're going to be interested in getting the NFT with their son or daughter's likeness. And it's kind of a fun way for them to, you know, see see an NFT for the first time at an event and talk about it with people that might know about it. So that's what we're doing on the on the giving back side, and it's been a lot of fun doing that.
1: Wonderful, Hermie. Yeah, it's wonderful. So exciting to hear your updates. And I know in a short amount of time, your TikTok is going to pop off and go viral. You are niche down in regards to you know who you're speaking to with your audience. Your providing education, you're entertaining, like very, very impressive what you've done with your TikTok in a short amount of time. So we love having you in our community, in our spaces. Is there anything specific that you're welcoming and support with?
3: No, I'm okay today. I just have to get back and grind. And and I just wanted to say thank you to you guys because you both, Doc, you're just meeting me, but you've been a big part of the process as well. So I want to thank both of you and anybody listening listen to these two because they're super helpful even if they're not talking to you directly listen and learn because that's what i've been doing
0: wow thank you so much for those words hermy i've been following you as well i love what you're doing and i have one question for you do the do the proceeds for the nfts do this uh, portion go to the actual athlete
3: no so here's how i'll give you how it works out in a nutshell so that volleyball player will be on a piece of paper at the live event with very specific um, directions on how an NFT works. If you know what you're doing with NFTs and you already collect them, place your bid. But if you don't know what NFTs are, here are QR codes to say what is an NFT, what is a MetaMask, how to set up a MetaMask, all of the details to help onboard them, because I'm not going to be at every event, but Ultimately, I'm gonna do my best to educate them with those sheets. What they will do is they'll bid on it, right? And then they'll pay the event directly with USD. And then the event gets us connected. I create the piece and finalize it for them and then airdrop it to them. And if they're new, they have time to create a wallet before I do that. And if they're not new, they're ready for it and they get it that way. Now, it's not a traditional NFT sale. But ultimately, they're paying the school, the school gets the donation, they hook us up, and then I get the details needed to finalize it and airdrop it to them. So and it gets them into the space in kind of an easy, comfortable way where they're not having to place money in their wallet initially to buy something. They're going to have an NFT first, which might start their journey. Okay,
0: so it's an educational component there. I'm asking because coming from being an athlete myself in high school. I was thinking, and and not only an athlete, but also a sponsored athlete. I was thinking in my mind on how to tie it into uh, sponsorships of of athletes who are in school and they need to pay for all the different things that go into being an athlete, the the equipment and, and the gear. And all that. So that's what I was um, thinking of. If I come up with ideas on on that, I will definitely send them your way.
3: I appreciated it, and we may evolve into that. I think that our biggest concern there was, was at least initially, is in the initial stages of what we're doing. I don't want to mess with any athlete's eligibility. So I don't want them to get something back. Let's call it a kickback for lack of a better term. I don't want them to get something back and find out they can't play in the spring or they can't play in college. That just makes no sense to me. I'm not going to mess with some, you know, kids eligibility for any sport. So, but at least initially we're giving to the school and quite honestly, it gives the school something to promote because they're taking the next step technology wise where they can say, Hey, these are going to be at the event. If you're into NFTs, check it out. If you're not get yourself a wallet now, cause you're going to want it at the event. So I'm kind of holding the hand of the event coordinators through all of this. And quite honestly, the first few that we've done have been our pilot program, but it's been super fun doing that. And the people that are running the events are excited to get something besides a lottery ticket basket or a weekend down the Cape. So that's what we're trying to do is come up. You know, it's given them something new and, and exciting that they've never had before, too.
0: Gold, gold, gold. I have an inside scoop I'll DM you about, actually. Awesome. So let's keep keep the party going. I see Nova Jade is in the house. Welcome, Nova Jade. Your hands flew up about a couple minutes ago. I would love to hear the insights you would like to share with us today.
4: Yeah, I got a little triggered off of really some ideas that I just came up with yesterday for like a, an NFT collection that I want to work on doing all the art and everything. I found out how to do a generative project. So I was like, cool, I want to try this. And to like support a community, you know, I was thinking, I was like, if I just build a community that's like, you know, fresh community base that would be harder than going to communities that are already built that are already kind of like developed where i can just like bring them into one place which would be like a, a nft community and uh, a community that i thought about supporting would be the martial arts community because you know i have like a background i've been calling the martial arts community for probably about 20 plus years And I know it's hard for a lot of these people to get financial support for, like, training. Some of these people, like, like, let's take Michael Bigbean. He was a UFC champion and stuff for a while, but this guy was, like, a grocery store packer while he was, like, trying to, like, pay for his protein and his training and other stuff to, like, get on a UFC show and and have, like, you know, the skills and stuff to be able to do that. So I bet, like, if I had an NFT collection... To where, you know, the community base was primarily targeted at Martial artists. To where, one, Martial artists can have like a platform to where the money that, that is generated from selling can, can give them a platform to where, one, they can come train virtually with like other trainers that I can provide. And then also a platform to where... If you hold an NFT, you can participate in tournaments, and we can have, like, a DAO structured around, like, voting on, like, who can be in and stuff. Obviously, there's going to be other medical things that are going to have to be passed like that, but I, I feel like supporting communities that are kind of, like, I feel like martial arts, it, it's a very let-down community. I don't know if anyone else in here is a martial artist, but, us. Uh, yes. I actually, not make a lot of money and 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 people don't understand the amount of money it takes to put in a training just to get ready for like one fight and then a lot of the money that you went for your purse is going to go back into your training for your for your next fight and then you still have to make a living and 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 stuff like that so i felt like if i can target a community that that's already kind of like you know has a lot of issues then I can like come in with like an NFT project that one's going to have like really cool fucking art, but also support these communities with a lot of solutions that, that they're lacking right now and, and being taken advantage of.
2: Man, yes. I love that. Please, please follow me and message me to get in contact with martial artists. I know it sounds weird that I'm plugging myself, but ultimately I've been, no, I get, it, dude. Of- I get it. I get it. I know there's not like a, of- and stuff like, stuff like that. All you mean literally it, you go into a martial arts gym and everybody is family. It, it, it doesn't matter who you are, it where is- you come from and, and you are exactly right. Makes martial artists do, do not get paid in a sense like i've been through plenty of fights plenty of fight camps with how much stress and tearing down you go on your body the pay isn't worth it and all will yeah. ask if, if you get it, hurt in a fight you're going to be paying more in your hospital bill well, yeah the, oh basically. yeah
4: most, most yeah.
2: Uh, academies aren't going to support you like
4: insurance or anything mm-hmm. they think you sign a waiver right before you get in the ring a
2: uh, thing that nobody's liable but yourself right know you're getting in a, you know, something And and it's hard to get a health insurance company to cover you too, knowing that you're going to get in and intentionally take punches to the face. But ultimately, what what I was trying to get around to with this is I know a lot of people, big names in in the martial arts community, such as like Kevin Holland, Travis Luder, like all sorts of different people, Johnny Bedford, Evan Cutts. So I have massive, massive connections within the mixed martial arts community. So if that's something you're interested in getting into, shoot me a message, man.
4: I'm sure, man. Yeah, I, I think the greater takeaway of this is is let's say you're you're not involved in martial arts. Let's say you, you don't know anything about martial arts. A, a lot of y'all have like hobbies, whether it's like you know, and and sports with like volleyball. I know I've seen Doc Pete and Lauren out on, on volleyball, playing on beaches and stuff, or or some other sport like ice skating or something. Else. Try to find these communities and find out what their issues are, what what their problems are find out how you can make some sort of platform to provide solutions. So, so what my, my example would be more towards, you know, that's just because I'm I'm familiar with those communities and how they work. And, and I know what the issues are already. Like I, I've known what these issues are for years and I know over years no one's doing anything about them and that, since martial artists, like you said, whenever we all like meet up with each other, even if you don't know each other, y'all are like instantly buddies. Y'all have like ground to talk about something and, and everything like that. NFTs is like that in so several other communities. So if you can find these other communities outside of blockchain or NFTs and stuff like that, you can recruit them to NFTs and blockchain by finding some sort of way of building a platform to support their, uh, support solutions for their issues that they're, that they're experiencing.
1: Yes, thank you so much for sharing those takeaways, Nova Jade, always with the alpha. I love how you said, identify a community and then figure out a problem you could help solve for them. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. And I'm so glad that you and Hidegoku were able to connect with each other. Awesome, awesome stuff happening here in NFT Gold, your dose of inspo with Doc Peace and Lauren Turton. Next, I'd like to welcome to the stage, Tuan. Please share what it is you're working on, and what it is you might be welcoming support with. Hi, welcome.
5: How's it going, guys? How's it going, Doc? How's Lauren?
1: I was just going to say, it's really good to hear your voice. It's been a few weeks.
5: Yeah, I know. I came in on, well, I was checking out the space on uh, Tuesday, but I didn't come up on stage. I was doing a little work, but I definitely was listening in. So, but I will say what I was working on, the project that I'm working on is the Batty 606 PFP project. As I've stated before, one of the portions we're doing, we're actually going to be giving the two weeks to give to my nephew, niece and nephew's school to get them started on their education in the blockchain NFT space. I've been talking to a few people about just different STEM-based educations for, you know, younger kids. I've been finding that, you know, the the Roblox game <laughs> has been helping for them, so... Just trying to put together a curriculum for that but one of the things that i've been like facing and just like talking to different artists about is kind of like though i do want to focus on the the education portion with the project another thing that i really want to start touching on just the representation at a lot of these gatherings and events in the nft space i've just been noticing that like, unless you have it, it for, for so many cases uh, unless you have a A successful project where you've sold out or you've done, you know, had quite a few successes. Most artists and most people in the space, you kind of get priced out just on even being at some of these gatherings. And I, I do see with that, it affects communities because what you don't know will hurt you eventually. And I feel that like with a lot of these gatherings, whether it was East Denver, I I had a great time. Art Basel with Miami, like that was dope. I realized that a lot of the information that I received there won't be touched on in these spaces. A lot of their relationships won't be made in a lot of these spaces either. And also there isn't really a space where they say like, hey, we want to make sure that you're represented at these events either. It's more so just like if you can make it, great, you made it otherwise you just kind of miss out and i want to make sure that some of these artists actually get a chance to go see some of these things but yeah that's what i'm to we help with i want to make sure artists have a, a budget to go have the experience to go have these experiences with people yeah yes.
1: tuan tuan you nailed it exactly what you said yes it's so important to attend The IRL events, there's so much transformation, connections that take place, opportunities that happen, but it is expensive to get there. It is an investment. Hotels, flights, food, all of the above. It's very, very pricey. And I think it's wonderful that you're honing in on this and going to work towards figuring out support for those that need to be at the events that might not have the financial means to be there. Congratulations.
0: Yes. And this reminds me of another community member, Jody, who had that similar passion to provide some sort of platform that had accessibility or provided accessibility to those who wanted to be able to attend these events, but were unable to. And so I re- recall having this conversation. There's also people who purchase tickets to the, to events or obtain tickets to events, but then are unable to make it. So. Essentially, com- creating a platform in which people who c- can donate certain tickets or access to to your platform, and then those who are in need of access can be able to obtain that through your platform. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, send a message to connect you with our community member Jody, who has that same passion as you, Juan.
5: That would be amazing. I, I appreciate what Doc, and I and I do agree that it, it is expensive, but. In the long run, it's expensive because everything is still thought of as separate. Like if, for the most part, I know everybody's not in Chicago like I am, but I know in our case, if we have 10 separate groups there, on average, that's about $30,000. When, if there were some type of organization or some type of platform let's say like, hey, we're going to go to these events this year, we only need this much, it can likely go down to halves. If not more. So I think, I think it's definitely a possibility.
1: Love it, Tuan. I'm so glad that you shared today and came on stage. Peace will link you up with Jodi. It was wonderful to hear your voice and hear these updates. Now I'd like to welcome to the stage, my tiny castles. Hello. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I am very excited that you're here and I'm proud of you for getting on stage. Can you please share with NFT Gold who you are and what it is you're working on?
6: Yes, absolutely. So before I say anything, I just wanna thank you because you got me my first sale um, this week. So that was very exciting and I'm very grateful to you. But yeah, so my name is Leah. I'm the artist behind my tiny castles. Is it okay if I pin a tweet? Yes, please tweet. Yes, we need to see your work. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) great. So I make real life tiny castles. They're small, sometimes in a cigar box. Right now I'm working on a big one that has 10 rooms. If you look at the tweet I just pinned though, this is my current castle. It's a tiny fortune teller's castle and it is available on OpenSea right now. I decided to put up a mini collection in honor of making my first sale instead of waiting until the end of April when I'm ready to launch my big collection. So the idea is that you can collect all of the rooms and mix and match them together to build your own castle. I'm currently working on making templates in spatial.io so that you can go in and arrange, you know, the rooms to build your own castle. I'm also looking um, to have some private events in spatial and just looking to add more utility. Um, still kind of Going through ideas. My collection is going to benefit victims of domestic violence that are unhomed, that are looking to rebuild their lives after the abuse. But something that I'm also really interested in is building up younger kids, which, Tuan, the reason that I actually came on stage is because I know you mentioned kids and STEM. And I'm actually co-hosting a space tomorrow with a guy that works for a STEAM charter school just to talk about kids in Web3 and what's possible. So if you're interested, I'd love to invite you to that to get more voices in the space with that perspective.
1: But yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much for coming on stage and sharing. We connected originally on TikTok. And when I saw your work, I freaked out because I love it. And one of the things that my tiny Castles and I got into conversation about was branding. And this is a very important lesson that I learned from a former client of mine. Some of you may not know, but I used to be a large-scale event producer. And we produced massive events in Southern California. I was at that company for about five years. And one of our clients, they had to transform their backyard into Italy. The grooms had traveled to Italy over the course of 20 years, many, many times. And so they wanted us to transform their yard in Italy. And one of the grooms, he is a incredible brand strategist. And after their wedding, he took time to become friends with me and take an interest in what I did outside of that event production company. And at that time, I had my own event company and I was hosting pop-up shops or art shows at all of the nightclubs in downtown San Diego. And I did that as a means to be able to sell my own artwork, Find the Hair. I take photos of myself in a rabbit mask. And so he sat down with me one day and he really opened up my eyes to the world of branding and what we promise when we pick out a brand name. So with Find the Hair, I promised with that name that you needed to find the hair. And so he coached me through the process of how I could show up with my branding and hide little rabbits on a website or make it so that people could actually find the hair because I promised that. So my tiny castles, and we have been talking about branding and something that I suggested and it's out there, it's extreme, but. In my tiny castles TikTok, not only would it be incredible to see the castles and do the tours as she's currently doing, but what if my tiny castles was dressed up like a princess? And now I'm on TikTok watching my tiny castles give me a tour of a tiny castle while dressed up as a princess. And I'm sharing all of this because I want everyone to think about the branding that they're creating and what it is that you're promising with whatever brand names or taglines that you come up with. So my tiny castles, I'm curious, is there anything specific you're calling in support? I think, you know, I'm just still
6: so anxious about posting things on TikTok, like the social media aspect of putting myself out there is so uncomfortable <laughs> for me. And, you know, the princess idea was so cool. I loved it. I like bought the dresses and the tiaras right away. And then I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> you know, I am just like So, not there yet. But yeah, just kind of putting myself out there at all helps. But just any kind of encouragement and advice. I know, Lauren, you gave me a great list of kind of topics that I can post about, which is really helpful. But it's still just like that confidence of being afraid to do it that I can't really get past.
1: You know, it's practice. It truly is practice. And the story I'll tell you is this when I first heard about Instagram stories, It was from a younger friend of mine. And she said, Lauren, you gotta do Instagram stories. And I was like, what? No, no one cares. Like who wants to see my daily life? What are you talking about? And she was like, yeah, we do, we wanna see it. And I started posting Instagram stories of just behind the scenes of my life, but I never showed my face in my Instagram stories. And then eventually I realized when I was watching other people's Instagram stories, That I was paying attention more when the person was speaking direct to camera. So direct to camera is when you hold your camera up, it's you know, your phone up, the camera's facing you, and you are speaking into it as if you're having a direct conversation with someone. And this was a massive fear that I had to overcome. And I'm sharing this because it was something I had to overcome. And now you see I'm everywhere. I'm all over my Instagram stories, I'm all over TikTok, speaking direct to camera. So just practice And a way that you can practice is first doing mirror work, practicing in the mirror, getting really comfortable with what your facial expressions look like, what your body movement look like, the angles that you look best at practice in the mirror. And this is also a form of self-love. We don't look in the mirror enough and actually look our own selves in the eyes and say, I love you to ourselves. When do we do that? No, we just look in the mirror. We check what we look like and then we check it off the list. And move on but really taking time in the mirror to become comfortable with ourselves. Then this confidence will translate when you start to speak direct to camera. And when you start recording content, I want to make sure that you have everything you need. I highly suggest getting a tripod. You wanna make sure you're in good lighting. If you scroll through my TikToks, you'll find one where I do an in real life example of this, of where I'm like, here I'm in bad lighting. This is why I'm not recording here. Here I'm in good lighting. This is why I record here. Set the scene up ahead of time so that you're comfortable and then practice. Take one, take two, take three, take four. It might take you three hours the first time to record one 60 second TikTok. And you know what? That's okay. Eventually, you're going to get a process. You're going to get comfortable. You're going to get confident and you'll be able to streamline what it is you're doing in regards to the video content you're creating. And I'm really encouraging you to do this, my tiny castle, because by putting this all together with the artwork that you create, the storytelling you can do, speaking to to us direct to camera, seeing your eyes, and if you do decide to be in the princess costume, that is going to take your brand storytelling to another level. But first step is practice,
0: yes, and I, I wanted to just jump in real quick and share more on like branding and take it a step further. So Lauren shared about. The branding that you see when you're looking like online, but I want to take it a step further to real life branding. And so some may see me at these conferences or images of me at these conferences and I'm wearing full on gold. Gold is part of my brand. It's an acronym. So this space right here is called NFT gold. Gold is an acronym and it stands for genuine, original, loving dreamer. And it's a reminder of who we are, who I am, who everyone here in the space is. We're all aligning with our sole purpose. We're all genuine, original, loving dreamers. So for me, the brand is not just a color. It's an embodiment of who we are. And that's what I rock all the time. So when you think of your brand, if you're going to events, whether they be their smaller events or large scale conferences, think of that branding, how you can embody those colors, your brand colors in real life because that's going to leave an even greater impression on those that you meet IRL. And then in regards to content creation, I've struggled with content creation so much. And so I hear you, tiny castles, and I want to share some ways that I was able to overcome that initial fear. And it's, for me, it was the fear of not being well-received. And so some of the things that I've shared in the past is that I used to be a really shy girl with the list, and my favorite place in the world was underneath the bed. And this is a true story, like literally underneath the bed is where I felt most comfortable, didn't want to be seen, let alone heard. And so I was able to overcome that, obviously to become a pharmacist and get to where I am now. But when it came to showing up on socials, that same fear kind of started creeping up again. And so it took me to, re- it, it. I needed to remind myself that, We all have a certain set of gifts, expert skills and talents. This is something that we bring up often in the space, doing an inventory for gifts, expert skills and talents. And when we do this, we realize that our our set is so unique. No one else in the world has the exact same set of gifts, expert skills and talents as you do. And so when you realize that, and then you take it a step further and realize that if you don't share that set that only you have, that unique set, in the only way that you can share it, then it's going to go unshared. So no one in the world can do exactly the same thing that you can do, my tiny castles, in the way that you can do it. (laughs) And if you don't do that, if if we're not showing up and showing our creative expression and mixed with our our abilities and our skill sets, then it's going to forever go unshared. And for me, just like the weight of, that is what made me show up. Because by not showing up, I was doing a disservice to myself and others because no one else, no people wouldn't be able to see that. And when others see that, it's an inspiration because it's so unique. And so that was something that allowed me to show up. And another thing that allowed me to show up and that I encourage you to do too, is to ask yourself, what do you do that makes you feel most comfortable doing and for example, one of the things that it's actually one of my talents and that I do often on socials, on TikTok, if you follow me on there, on that pl- platform specifically, I started showing up either flowing spoken word, which I feel very comfortable doing, or hula hoop dancing. In a lot of the videos on TikTok, I'm hula hoop dancing because I feel very alive and most comfortable doing that. And so that is a great way to start showing up when you're showing up as As gold as you are, as genuine, authentically you as you are doing what you love, expressing those dreams and being gold.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I love how you threw in the part about the IRL branding as well. I think that's important for people to think about as they are working on their projects, their branding is how you show up in real life also translates into what it is that you're doing. Like Peace said, when you see her hat an IRL event, you see that piece because she's covered in gold. I definitely really like to wear pink. So that's part of my branding. So thank you, Peace, for all of those wonderful feedback. Timing wise, we like to close out at the top of the hour. So we have about 13 minutes left. Is there anyone else that would like to come on stage and share what it is they're working on, what it is they need support with? I know. Uh, Mr. JT got called out to come and join us. And you did come up on stage for a little bit. Then you stepped down. We have. Yeah. Him, Kai.
2: <laughs> yeah. He messaged me. He had to unfortunately go run to the store. He asked me to kind of step up and speak on behalf of him, but I didn't want to step on anybody else's toes. We had a lot of people talking, but now that he's back, if, if he would like to hop on up here and share what he's working on, that would be awesome.
1: Yes. Wonderful. Hello, Mr. JT.
2: Now,
0: Mr. JT, know what you got for me. Mr. JT, know what you got for me. Anyone remember that song, <laughs> Justin Timberlake? <laughs> welcome, 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 Mr. JT. I
2: don't know if his spaces is messing up. I can go ahead and do a little bit. He, he asked me if I would while he was out at the store, but essentially he's running what's called Deep Sea Jellies. So Deep Sea Jellies, I believe they're like, Oh, it's, he just messaged me. It kicked him for some reason. So he got rugged, but anyway, so he's been working on like deep sea jellies and they have, I want to say 6,919 holders or something crazy like that. Well, here lately we decided we're going to start up a gaming team with this gaming team. We're actually going to be competing against other NFT communities to raise money for different charities. The charity that we've chosen is autism. So a large portion of any funds that we receive or make or earn is going to be donated back to autism.
0: Wow, that's incredible. I love that, that mission, that vision. Is there anything that you or him are welcoming support with?
2: Yeah, ultimately, whenever we get closer to the first gaming uh, tournament, we just ask everybody to tune in and support the more viewers that we get, the more income that we're able to receive for all these different charities. But he also has only otters as well. So anything, if y'all want to support it and snag one of them, they're super, super, super cheap, but all the funds is pretty much going to be raised to go to autism.
7: Okay, so with Deep Sea Jellies, I guess I'll give a quick backstory. I know we're short on time. So back in September, Deep Sea Jellies was actually one of my first mints. And it was started by a couple of guys. I didn't know them. They sold out a 10K project, which was impressive, but they had a very basic roadmap. And I don't think they were in it for the long haul. So I stuck around, checked in the Discord, saw what was going on. And in January, they basically gifted it to me. So it's been an interesting couple months trying to figure out what to do with it. So about two weeks ago, one of my holders, who's a father who has a son with autism, his son's a gamer. So he was starting a nonprofit called Gamers with Autism and asked if I'd like to be involved. So as Doc Peace knows and Lauren knows, we all kind of met in uh, the Animal Kingdom collection by Komi. So I actually onboarded a whole bunch of people to come help me with this. So... That's how kind of that all got started. So just to give you a little history.
1: Thank you so much for sharing the history. Sure. That backstory, it makes us realize that there's so many opportunities and possibilities in this space. It's absolutely endless and wild what can take place and what can happen. So again, oh, sure. thank you for sharing the backstory. So what is it that we can support you with?
7: Ah, uh, I, I I, mean, I, I guess just sup- Support him, you know, support Deep Sea Jelly. I, I know, like today, I have a phone call with, I'm in Pittsburgh, PA. So I'm reaching out to, there's a professional gaming team here. So I'm going to reach out to them. I, with that, it's about networking. I mean, for anyone listening, and it's kind of been one of my downfalls of living in Pittsburgh is n- nobody here does NFTs. And if they do, they're basically, you know, Gary V events, you know, where they hand out the book. So, You know, I heard you guys talking about going to these events and meeting people. And I think that's probably one of the most important things if you're going to be in this space is making those connections. So I don't know if I think of something that I need, I'll let you know.
0: Yes, I completely agree. These connections are, are absolutely incredible. While we're wrapping up, I'm actually getting ready to meet a community member IRL. We had a meeting set up online, and she says she's actually in town here in San Diego, so we're meeting up IRL for some ice cream.
7: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
0: great meeting
1: with peace.
0: Her name is Diane Chu. She's part of Radio Kaka, which is an uh, organization in the Web3 space, a uh, play-to-earn game. So, yeah, should be a great meeting. It's our checking one. Eat, and you get to eat ice cream! Yay! Vegan ice cream! Woohoo! <laughs> So as we wrap up today, and we do have a couple people here on stage who haven't yet spoken yet, Crisp Art and Brandon. I believe Brandon was up first, and then we'll close with Crisp Art. And then, like we do, we'll also clo- wrap it up with uh, spoken Worth flow. Brandon, how's it going? How did the event go yesterday at South by Southwest?
8: Hey, it was awesome. We had a great group of people came together. We had Arts was in the house. I know he shouted out Warren with Freedom with NFTs and just mad love for you guys. So we had him, Matt from Biscuits and Groovy came out and just a whole bunch of other people. We had a friend who has a clothing line and Silly Japan was covering the some of the documentation. We had Matt, OG Abroad, who's just a great connector with Harmony Protocol and just just an og as far as bringing people together so it was cool we have some guys from make it came out and some other cool like metaverse style platforms so i love the fact that some of the people we were able to talk to aren't necessarily like in the web3 space yet but they have so many like digital assets and a heart for creatives and for people that it's cool to start seeing them take steps and get a better understanding of how they can how they can make a difference in the space and how they can empower their people by learning more about what through.
0: Gold. I love it. I have a two part question for you. Who was this fashionista that you connected with at the event? I know we both know Nova is in fashion and Tuan actually, he was up here as well as in fashion, fashion NFTs. So I'm curious who this other individual was so we could all connect.
8: Yeah. Um, yes. You know, I'm not sure totally about his presence yet online, but he's a fashion. He's doing the fashion line empowering athletes. His name's Quincy, and his line is called God is Able. And it's just a really cool, like, he was showing a couple really cool designs and then his whole theme of just empowerment and sparking conversations and being a bridge to the divine on earth is it's cool, like, really practical, solid guy doing inspiring things and using fashion to empower athletes and their stories is really the vision I caught. It it lines up totally with like Nova Rain and Rain Magazine, some of our other friends and curators. So it's cool to see somebody like him get really excited about what he can do with wearables and NFTs and things like that.
0: Gold, I love it. Thank you so much for that, Brandon. Thank you for, for catching us up. I feel like we were there with you at South by Southwest satellite event with media. Yeah.
8: You guys, were at Freedom with you guys doing what you're doing in the cloud, Twitter spaces, the discords, continuing to be on the ground where you can. It's a healthy place, you know, and it's so helpful to be able to let people know about what you're doing because they need resources and they need trustworthy people. Like some people don't trust the main known people like Gary V because they're so big. But people who are actively that they, they may feel like they have greater access to, or can relate to it's we need more people like that and that's who you guys are raising up you're raising up the next generation of of people who can who can reach out to the next person and bring them up on stage
0: yes thank you so very much for that i love your love i love your gold please keep shining that light brandon we love you i now like to pass the mic over to Chris art to close this out for the day or before i close this out for the day Chris art welcome
9: Hey, thank you so much for getting me up here and, you know, hosting this space and all that. I, I joined your guys' space on Tuesday and I, I hadn't been familiar with you, either of you. And, you know, just from what I've gathered so far, you guys are uh, on a great mission. And, you know, I really appreciate the energy and all the, positive, all the positive vibes you guys are giving. So thank you for that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm basically like, I'm not a digital artist, but I've been in the crypto space for a uh, few years now. And what I do is I, I'm a woodworker. Uh, more specifically, I build guitar. So it's, it's a, a passion of mine. I own a couple online businesses that, you know, really drive my income for the most part. But uh, guitar building is, you know, where I'm luckily able to spend the majority of my time honing my craft and, you know, exploring different ways to express myself through, you know, woodworking. i um, also a musician. So, you know, your spoken word and stuff really, really hits home for me. I used to do poetry slams, you know. I don't know, 10 years ago or so. Uh, I haven't really been out doing that much lately, but I do appreciate, you know, the the spoken word and, and the power of poetry and writing really. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of a little bit about myself and I'm currently like trying to get into the NFT world with my guitar building. So I'm trying to build up essentially like a business plan for how I can essentially sell my guitar through NFTs. So I'm kind of getting like the basics and the groundwork done At the moment, I have like a uh, collaboration going with an NFT artist, a digital artist by the name of Johnny Lawrence. He's like on the Songbird Network. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that network, but he sells a lot of his NFTs on uh, Best FTSO, which is a a time series oracle for the Songbird Network. But yeah, so, you know, some exciting stuff. I'm just kind of like getting going, like I'm on the ground level at the moment. I have some ideas for, you know, NFTs and kind of how I want to structure I guess, my project, but I just don't have, I guess, the technical know-how like coding and, you know, how to develop on Web3 applications and and things like that. So I guess that's really where I'm just like, you know, I'm focusing, I'm, I'm here in the shop right now, so I'm, I'm doing woodworking, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get like broken into that digital space, you know, as a an artist who makes physical objects.
0: Yes. And I love what you're saying right now. I think this is a great message for everyone here, staying in your lane, really taking a a moment to inventory what you are actually gifted skilled and talented in and staying in that lane. I know when I first entered into the space, I thought that I needed to become a 3D artist and and, and not just be a spoken word artist and flow and create custom flows and and stay in my lane. And so it's very important that you continue doing that. And you already know what you need support with that's outside of your lane. So reaching up to your community members who are skilled in coding and developing and letting them support you with that.
9: For sure. And it's been honestly like really surprising uh, how many people are, are open and willing just to, you know, reach out and 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 lend a hand or or link me up with somebody who can help. The Xtreme's, the Xtreme's guy, I think his developer is Yoke. He told Yoke about me and stuff. And, you know, I, I think we're going to get linked up here hopefully in the near future. So I can kind of express my ideas and, and, see if it's even possible you know i don't even know if it's possible to so really just uh, meeting people who are versed in this new language that i'm trying to learn or i guess skim over the top i'm not going to learn it you know because i really i i have learned that staying in your lane is very important you know it's like i tried multiple businesses where i was way outside my lane and those businesses inevitably failed and you know i there were learning lessons i learned tons of stuff doing it but they weren't successful you know so It was like, and and I've heard reiterated many times, it's like, you know, you got to do what you know and do what you love because that's the only way really you can have a sustainable business or a sustainable, you know, life, I guess, in a sense that, you know, you keep, you're motivated every day to keep going. Because if you're doing something that is so far out of your realm, you know, you're, it just becomes a chore and it's like you really stop loving it.
0: So very true. True. Yes. Preach, preach. I love this. Um, great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris, uh, Chris, Mark, for coming up and sharing with us. You know, we hope you come back and give us updates on how it's going with your project and continue to let us know what you're welcoming support with. That's what we're here for.
9: I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
0: You're so very welcome. So we're going to close out our space today with some spoken word as we do here at NFT Gold. And I want to invite everyone now to take a collective breath with me. In. Now, So how many of you are in the dating world? I'm starting to feel like as we enter into this Web3 space, it's kind of like dating all over again. And let me be real with you, it's hard. We may not be on Bumble or Tinder or Discord or Slack, but we might find ourselves still swiping left looking for the next best thing. We approach dating with a wave of indifference. The other day, I felt something different. Hope. Oh. Oh. Hope. Oh. Hope. Oh, hope, this hope I'm feeling takes me by surprise. See, it's not very often I let this feeling rise. So I find myself holding back, trying not to reveal myself all in one piece. The mystery lies in a slow release, but you sure know how to loosen the line. (laughs) Take a little slack when your eyes lock and your hands start to talk. Got me wondering if I should let you in. My heart. Is this the start of something real? Should I let myself feel this way about a stranger I met just yesterday? Should I let my mind explore what could be the possibility of you and me? I fear where this could go, so I pull away from a possible connection because this hope makes my heart race, fear of another heartache, fear of another heartbreak. My hesitancy lies in past lives when I gave my heart away too soon, but that's on me, not you. This hope makes me feel alive. I'm opening my heart like a jar tightly closed. I'm breaking the seal and letting myself feel again. I hope my feet will follow the rhythm of my heart, that I'll trust their stride to be my guide. I hope this bridge I'm walking across doesn't crumble as I traverse, flow through the unknown, Because we're not living if we're not living loud. It's not so much as the sound of our voice. It's more about making a choice to live free, exude positive energy, feel the flame. And when the fire starts to burn, let it burn. Let this hope ignite the fire of my heart. Set a fire, my soul. God only knows I am ready. This hope I'm feeling takes me by surprise. See, it's not very often. I let this feeling rise.
5: Oh.
1: Woo! Doc Peace. Thank you for blessing us with that spoken word performance today. That was extra ignited. Thank you, thank you, thank you. NFT Gold, your dose of inspo with Doc Peace and Lauren Turton goes live every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that is all for this week. We will see you next week on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you.
0: Stay gold. Thank
1: you so much for joining us for the recording of NFT Gold, Doses of InSpo. We hope you found value and in insight with the golden nugget shared today.
0: Join us on Twitter Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific time for the live shows to share with us your experiences along your journey.
1: And remember to subscribe, rate this podcast, and share with your community so that we can all thrive in the NFT space. I'm Lauren Turton.
0: And I'm Doc Peace. Stay gold.